Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. Happy Valentine's Day. In this episode, we are going to be discussing our favorite lovemaking positions as well as uh, swingers clubs and places you can go to brighten up your love life. You know what's funny is that this morning when I opened my eyes, I turned over and said happy Valentine's Day to Josh and he replied with good morning. I was stretching and I couldn't hear anything that you were saying. So I just imagine saying, saying Happy Valentine's Day to your husband and he looks at you and says, with a straight face and just says, Good morning. I love you. Thank you. Anywho, that is not what we're talking about today. But do you want us to talk about it? Listeners? We're not gonna talk about that. But we are going to talk about our favorite apps and technology that we use to improve our overall health but before we do that if you have not yet left a review please pause the episode right now scroll down click five stars or whatever you want to rate us not whatever you if you're not clicking five stars stop listening (laughs) that's number one um and if you want to write something that would be great too we love reading them um really really quickly one review that we got that was one star i think it was our first ever one star review last week last week Somebody from, you didn't see my stories? I posted it. It's all the it. good ones. So somebody on, or from Spain was very upset that I quoted Legally Blonde a couple of episodes ago when I said, we we're talking about endorphins and in Legally Blonde, she talks about, you know, endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't shoot their husbands. <laughs> and this person was very upset that I joked about shooting my husband, so... Anyhow, wake um, the fuck up. I don't think they watch Legally Blonde in Spain, but I don't, even I don't care. So, it's just wake ridiculous. The fuck up. Anyway, leave us a review. Long story short. Not you. You know who you are. <laughs> she said she unfollowed us, so she's not okay. listening. Well, you probably heard it anyway, you fucking hate her. <laughs> um, so apps and technology. Obviously... Most of you listening probably use some sort of app or wearable device to track your workouts or your steps or your sleep or various aspects of your health. This is something that is very, very popular these days. Um, Both Josh and I have Aura rings. We've had Apple watches in the past. Um, I wear a Garmin for tracking my runs. And then there's just like various different apps out there that you can use to keep tabs on your health. So we're going to share what we use, what we like, um, and just kind of dive into the topic of technology, wearable devices, what's worth tracking, what's not worth tracking. So I'm excited about this one because every single Q&A that I put on Instagram, you guys ask me about my aura ring. So why don't we start with the aura? All right, let's run through the app real quick. Um, on your homepage, gives you a quick overview. It takes a couple weeks to get your baseline set, so it might. What does it, what does it rank you really low initially, or not? I mean, at all? it it just. I mean, after a couple of days, it kind of just gives you a ranking. But I think it takes a 
a few weeks. Takes a couple weeks, weeks to get your baseline set. To really understand you um, and individualize it. But you have three primary areas. You've got sleep, you've got readiness, and you have activity. So activity is what it is. It's it's giving you a rating up to a hundred on um, let's see, let's dive right in. So how often you stay active? Are you moving every hour? Are you meeting your daily goals? Um, are you training frequently? How is your training volume? Too much, too little? Recovery time, same thing. Are you getting enough recovery, not enough uh, overall daily movement? Sleep, we'll track total sleep. Efficiency, so efficiency is time in bed versus time actually asleep. Restfulness is how often you're tossing and turning or if you get up during the night, that one knocks you down significantly. REM sleep, deep sleep, um, it'll show you light sleep as well, but those are the two that it's, it's putting into your score. Latency, um, let's jump back in. Latency is the amount of time it takes you to fall asleep at night. And then timing, are you consistent with your sleep routine? So these are all really awesome metrics. There are some things that we're gonna go through in this that we don't pay much attention to. Uh, sleep, I would say across the board, these are fantastic to pay attention to all of them. Readiness is resting heart rate, uh, HRV balance, body temperature, recovery index. Recovery index is actually how long it takes your resting heart rate to stabilize during the night. Uh, sleep balance, so sleep over time, not just the last night or two, but for the last week or so, how, how well have you been sleeping? Uh, previous day activity, again, too much or too little will affect this one. And activity balance uh, just measures it against your overall activity levels versus your readiness to perform. So those are the main three. So the three scores that you get and the things that are broken down within them. Um, why don't we dive into what we don't pay attention to first, which I think is just the, the one known that you see everywhere. And that's basically calories burned. It's known, but it's also still very much not known. So I'm glad we're talking about this first because so many people still obsess over what their watch or whatever they're wearing says, how many calories they burned in their exercise or in their training that day. And the reason why we don't pay attention to this with ourselves, with our clients, it's just not accurate. There is no device out there right now unless you are in a lab connected to lab equipment that will tell you how many calories you burn exactly and the the biggest thing with this not even the fact that it's not accurate but if you're focusing on this and this is sort of like the main driver of your workouts you're missing the point of exercise you're missing the point of why you should be working out in the first place we don't work out strictly to burn calories and by focusing on that you're setting yourself up for a poor relation with exercise a poor relationship with food because for most people who are paying attention to that they're also then you know gauge using that as a gauge to see how much they need to eat that day afterwards which is just incorrect so don't focus on calories burned. It's sort of just a waste of time and contributing to a poor mindset when it comes to your health and fitness. And this is also why MyFitnessPal is not on our list of apps we use. It gets confusing when they start talking net carbs and calories burned and recalculating calories you should consume. Um, so that is a big component. Um, one thing that I've been paying less attention to, and I'll dive into, I guess I'll dive into it now, is training volume. Um, so I do a lot and actually, is it just training volume? I think overall activity, what is this? It's most probably, I think it falls under training volume, but it knocks me once in a while for moving a lot. So I lift, I box, I run, I bike, I just walk. 
Um, so I'm, I'm averaging probably 15, 16,000 steps a day. Um, I get anywhere from 15 to 20,000 steps each day just because, again, I'm working out. I pace, like not because I'm trying to get my steps up, but between every set I am pacing in the gym. We also have a toddler. Or, a is toddler. he still a toddler? What Three is he? Three-year-old yeah. toddler. Um, so it actually knocks me for that. And I, I'll feel really, really good. Like when I'm moving, like let's say 16,000 steps a day is probably the sweet spot. Um, I feel really good and it'll actually negate my score. So I wanted another podcast on like how much is too much, like just like in general and not, not going by the consensus, but listening to your body. So that'll be a different episode, but that's one thing I don't pay a ton of attention to. My activity score is typically like 96 to a hundred consistently, but it'll knock me down like 94, 95, 96 range because I'll move a lot while I'm training six days a week and doing like two or two and a half a days. Um, so that's one thing I don't pay attention to. It's still good for you to pay attention to and kind of align with, are you actually recovering well? Um, do you feel good? Do you not? And then you can kind of pay attention to it and decide how much weight you want to put into that. But that's one that I don't pay attention to. Um, are there any that you skip over in here? Um, not necessarily skip over, but there is a section that you don't have that I do, and that's the period prediction section. So you can actually track your cycle with Aura um, and to an extent. So Aura partners with another app called Natural Cycles. So it will link to your Aura data, and then through Natural Cycles, you can track um, – just your menstrual cycle. And that's, if you guys are not new listeners and you've been following my journey for a while, you know that before we even had Kai, I came off birth control about a year and a half before we had Kai um, and used the fertility awareness method for birth control for about nine months. Then we used it to get pregnant with Kai and I've used that ever since. Um, So I've never been back on birth control and that's what I use to track ovulation, um, kind of avoid pregnancy when we are avoiding it and to get pregnant. Um, So Aura will show you your temperature in the app, whether you're male or female, but it will also sync with natural cycles. to kind of just tell you when your period is due. The one thing I will say I don't love about it is that now that I'm pregnant, it's still telling me like your period is estimated to start next week. And I'm like, no, it's not. Um, So there's no way to put in that you're pregnant, which is kind of annoying. But overall, it's really cool to see the trends in your temperature based on where you're at in your cycle. So that is probably the number one thing I use Aura for along with sleep. Um, but I wouldn't say there's really anything that I like completely disregard besides calories burned. Sleep and readiness are the two that I pay a lot of attention to, um, almost too much. Um, so readiness in particular sleep, we'll start with there cause it's pretty basic. We utilize the sleep ranking ready. What is it? The score, sleep score, and like all the things within that, the subtopics within that, that you're getting your grade from. To really make sure that, you know, you're aligned, your sleep hygiene is on point, you're being consistent in these areas, um, the habits that you're trying to implement in regards to sleep hygiene are actually taking place. So especially for someone starting off in, you know, their specific journey, it's nice to have a little bit of accountability. If you don't have a coach, if you don't have someone you're working with, um, this is like that self-accountability of, hey, my score isn't very high, I'm, I'm lagging in these areas. Well, this is probably why you're watching TV before bed, you're getting, you know, the blue light, you're not wearing the blue light glasses, you're not unwinding, you know, reading, swapping in reading or meditation or stretching for 
the last episode or two that you would have watched on Netflix. Um, so it's just that thing that just keeps you aware of how well you're actually doing. And it's, it's pretty accurate. I will say like, I feel my best when my sleep score is the highest. I think it's important to note that no matter what device you're using and it, it, whether it's, I think the whoop, 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 I don't know how to say it. Um, that one gives you a score on like readiness too, I think. And I think it's still important to remember that these are tools and these shouldn't completely dictate what you do or don't do every day. So like, let's say I wake up tomorrow and my readiness score is at like a 70, which is very low, like usually, um, 85, 90 plus, um, let's say I wake up and it's at a 70 and I still feel pretty decent, good enough to get my workout in. I'm not going to skip my workout just because my aura said I'm not as efficient as I usually am. Um, on the flip side, there are days where, yeah, maybe, maybe I do take a rest day, but I think you have to weigh in all the factors. You still have to use your body as a tool to really make that decision and not, let the app completely be the sole reason you do or don't do anything. Well, that's why I was saving readiness for last. So I wanted to hit sleep first so I could dive into that because I have fallen into that trap and I know other people have as well. I'll wake up and the first thing I check is my scores. I'll pull up my phone, which is a bad habit in and of itself to wake up and immediately gravitate to your phone. But that was something I wanted to get touch base with and you know, see how I slept, see what my readiness score actually showed. Cause I'm waking up at 5:30 to lift when I'm in my my actual routine, and if you know I was up a couple times throughout the night or went to bed a little bit later, I would jump on that. If my readiness was below what it normally is, like eh, it's not a good time to work out yet. I should go back to sleep and I'll I'll train later at some point, which is a bad habit to do. Some mornings I'll wake up and I'll feel pretty good and be like, oh no, my readiness score is a 77. I probably shouldn't work out right now, and I'll use that as an excuse. Um, but there are times when it's like, hey, your temperature is up a little bit. You might be getting, coming down with something. You should probably prioritize rest. That's when I pay attention to it. If I see that, if I see my recovery index is off, it took a long time for my uh, heart rate to stabilize. But that's only the case if I don't eat late. So if you eat late at night, that can also have a big effect on these things. But if I'm feeling run down like going to bed, that's when I usually, ideally, will place a higher emphasis on my readiness score. But that is a trap I have fallen into, and I know many others have as well, using that as a crutch to not do what you probably are very well capable of doing for that day. And then the other thing with Aura, um, I get asked a lot if we use it to track our training, and that is the one thing we are not using, at least I'm not using it for. Um, you can, I believe, track like your training heart rate now like that was a new addition to the app but you have to open the app and make sure you click like add a workout or record workout heart rate if you want to do that um i personally don't track my workouts with aura it will recognize like if i go for a walk or if i'm running or you know if i'm doing some type of workout it will recognize and like ask me like did you work out at 7 30 this morning and or did you go for a walk and I'll just click yes and it will add to my activity score um but I'm not like tracking my lift sessions or anything with aura so it's more so I would say it's more so geared towards the biofeedback slash health focus which was the reason that we got it and I would say the other pro to having an aura is ju it's just a ring on your finger you're not looking you're not getting notified about text messages and everything that the apple watch has which I didn't like about the apple watch because it was just like 
constant notifications, phone calls, texts, all of that, which you could turn off, but then it's like. But there's even built in reminders like they want you on that thing. That's the purpose all the time. of the Apple Watch. I and mean, we did not like that. Um, for everything we use Apple for, I hate Apple. I hate them, but that's not this podcast. <laughs> but getting back into activity tracking, I actually do track my runs because it tells me the distance, tells me the pace. Um, the only time I track my lifting sessions is if I'm getting my OCD kicking on and uh, my like activity score is dropping a little bit because maybe I took some walks I wasn't running that day and I missed a few days, so my activity score is dropping. Pisses me off, so I'll go back and I'll track those workout sessions, <laughs> uh, the lifting sessions. But I do regularly track the runs, um, and now that I'm biking, I'll be tracking those as well, just so I can get my pace and my distance and my heart rate during those as well. So I do wear a Garmin watch for my runs. You guys know a few months ago or like six months ago now, um, I was getting more heavily involved with running and I used my Garmin just to have the GPS on there. I liked being able to view my pace and all of that in real time um, while I was running. So I use my Garmin watch for strictly running or like if we go for a hike, but Aura for daily steps and everything else. Um, so that's why I do have both there, but I'm not wearing my Garmin every second of every day. App number two, this will be a quick one. My Macros Plus. We use this for tracking foods when we are tracking. Um, we've just found this to be the most accurate database. It's very easy to use. You can select like if you're measuring ounces or grams. Um, you can select from their verified database of foods. You can scan your barcodes. Um, very easy to adjust your goals, set new goals as far as those targets. And it is not giving you net carbs. It is not recalculating your calorie intake based on activity levels. It is just a basic, easy to use food tracker. I will say there is a little bit of a learning curve if you're coming from my fitness pal to my macros. I have actually a really in-depth video on YouTube of like how we utilize my macros and I show you the screen while I'm talking. Um, but once you basically, once you get all of like your normal, regular foods input into the app, it's the, all of those foods stay under your favorites. So it makes it a lot more efficient and much faster when you do have all of your favorite foods in there, but just know that, um, like if you're just starting out with it and it's like, what the heck, what this doesn't seem easier than my fitness pal. I promise you it is. It's just a little bit different. And like with, like with anything new, there's a learning curve to learning or using anything new that you're using. And number three, my personal favorite and hopefully yours, the SDE method app. So this started off as a training app, like just giving you the training, I say just giving you training programs, giving you five different training programs based on days per week you can train, based on time available, based on your goals, um, allowing you to be flexible, to track them efficiently, to show you the movements. So getting those you know, guidelines written out as well as those demo videos. Um, that's where it started. It's, it's evolved into quite a bit more than that at this point. Um, we've got a nice little habit section in here. The apocalypse protocol is life-changing habits. That's where we run down and we give you videos and descriptions for each of the protocols uh, within the app that we highly recommend that have changed our lives and changed so many of our users' lives as well. Um, full rundown there. You've got your lifting programs folder I just hit on. We have your behind, Beyond the Belly program and your running programs you recently added to the app. Um, just very clean. We got a PDF resource library as well for fun things to kind of learn up on on a few different topics there as well. 
exercise breakdowns, programming, frequently asked questions, guided warmups. We have some really cool things that are going to be added here in the future as well. But this is essentially your lifestyle revamp. You know, we've got the training, we've got the mindfulness stuff built into those habits. Um, there's a checklist you could utilize if you wanted to actually physically mark those off as actual tasks in your little to-do list on the top corner. Um, but this is something that we personally use. We create these programs and we personally use the app every single day. So this isn't just, oh, let's throw some nonsense up and see if we can sell it to some people. We practice what we preach in every aspect. Everything you hear on this podcast, everything you see on social media, everything you see in the app, these are not just tools that we're, or they are tools that we're giving you, but they're not just, you know, generic, you can do this and it'll probably work for you. These are things we live and breathe by. These are things that we run our lives by, you know, through and through um, and things where you are, we are fully invested in. So if we are doing it personally, you know that we stand behind and believe in everything that you're seeing within this. Yeah. And a lot of people ask, well, you know, what's the difference between the app or one-on-one coaching? And the biggest difference is having that individualization and personal accountability of a coach. So the app is more of like a self-paced, self-guided process where you're doing it on your own. You have a lot of tools. Um, but if you need more of that accountability and individualization and need a program more catered to you, one-on-one coaching would be the best fit. And now on our website, we just added this last week, there's a quiz you can take. So if you're wanting the app, but not sure if coaching might be better, you can take this quiz and it will tell you based on your answers, it takes like two minutes, um, you know, what would be best for you at this time. So you can, I'll put that in the show notes and you can navigate to our fun new little quiz if you want also. All right. Was that all of the apps you had? Oh, no, we had one more. Um, The next one is the Calm app. I think we've talked about this before. Um, You guys know how big we are when it comes to meditation. And I think one of the biggest holdups for people when it comes to meditation is they don't know where to start. And I think that the easiest place to start is using an app. So there are obviously so many different apps out there. Calm is a paid app, but I know there's an app called, um, I think Danielle uses Insight Timer, which is another good one. There's tons of free guided meditations on YouTube. I personally like Calm because I just use the daily Calm. It's a 10 minute meditation. It changes every day. I use it every morning and it's just easy. I always enjoy the message. Um, and it's just, for me, reduces the barrier to actually meditate. So until you're ready to get to that next level where you don't need a guided meditation. I think Calm just has a ton of great resources. It even has um, kids ones on there. So Kai will do it with us. Um, But I think it's just, it reduces the barrier for sure. I will also say that there is another one. I I transitioned to the Calm app when I was using an app. I no longer use an app. I do it on my own. Um, But I started off with the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. Um, that was a little more educational, I feel like. And pricey. Uh, it was no. pricey. You pay for the year rather than monthly, but yeah. it's about the same price. Oh, well, it's just most people probably won't pay for the year if they don't know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a little more education with the meditation. So if you are brand new to it, there's a lot more of the why behind it, even directly built into the meditations. So you're as you're doing, it's just kind of explaining, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it. Um, here's what's happening. So just the overall philosophy and the mechanisms behind the concept of meditation. So if you're curious about that side of things, 
maybe start with the uh, the waking up app. I don't know if they've built out their library and they've made it a little more diversified. I know they were on the way to doing that when I when I stopped using them and moved over to Calm. Um, but highly recommend it, especially for beginners. If you're curious about you know what's happening within this, if you want to just go through some nice guided meditations. I would probably say jump right to calm. But if you are curious, then uh, the Waking Up app is another great resource. All right, you guys. Well, those are our top recommendations when it comes to health apps out there. There's obviously hundreds, if not thousands of more out there. But that's what we have dug through to find what we think just helps us in general, helps us on a daily, consistent basis. So where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else you need is linked in the show notes.